So I would love for you guys to meet a sweet friend that is a new friend to me uh, that was introduced actually by a guest I had um, recently, uh, Janae. Um, and this is Janae's friend and now my friend, Jen. So Jen, if you'll introduce yourself and share your story with us. Yes. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Lori. And like Lori said, um, we are new friends through Janae, and I'm so grateful to have met Lori. She's become a very, Lori, you have become a very important person um, in my life. Glory to God. Mm. And um, I am a single mother of an 11-year-old boy. Um, his name is Nicholas, and we live here in Arizona, um, and in the last five years, I have really gotten to know Jesus. Um, the last year, year and a half or so, really forming a very close relationship with him. Um, and, you know, it's becoming more and more intimate every day. And I'm very grateful for that as well. Um, in my life, um, God was always there. As I look back, his grace was definitely always there. Um, I have gone through a lot of different things, a lot of different struggles in life, as we all do. Um, mine seem to be um, very, I, I seem to have a variety of different areas. Um, and, you know, I have battled addiction. I have and still do battle mental illness, um, you know, anxiety, panic, PTSD, um, you know, eight mental illness diagnoses, which have really all taken on a different light for me since I have formed this relationship with Jesus. Um, amen. 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 He, yes. <laughs> definitely. Um, definitely. That goes so deep. You know, the world tries to put a label on us um, that sometimes fits because of the world's, just the world's um, effect of the bullying, the, all the things that we endure as children of not having, I know that you and your mom didn't have a real close relationship and all of those things can come out in different ways, but Jesus is the healer of all of that. Now, does it happen overnight? No, but Jesus can heal everything. He is a miracle worker. So I just had to share that. Sorry. And that is absolutely true. Um, you know, and I wasn't, um, even brought up in the church or with God in the home. I wasn't influenced that way. Um, now, as I look back on certain things, um, as an example, I, five years ago, was in the hospital for some psychological issues. It's the only time I had to be hospitalized for that. Um, and that was right before I was saved. And I didn't really think I was going to make it through to be honest. Mm -hmm. I had a young son. He was six years old. Um, it was tearing me apart. We were very close. We were the only, the only thing each other had. 
Um, his dad is not in the picture. And as I came home and a few months after I started looking at journals that I had been journaling while I was in the hospital and in so many of them, I, it was just calling out to God. And I was just like, God, please help me. And God, if, you know, if you could just please, you know, have me home by this time so that I can see my baby and I can be home in time for him to start school so I can walk him to school every day. These were things I was worried about. But when I was looking at it, I didn't remember calling out to God at all. I, mm -hmm. I didn't think I, I ever called out to God. Um, I was actually really the opposite. I, I lived a pretty pagan lifestyle. And that really hit home with me. Um, and then, you know, probably, I think it was the day after I was finally home and I was with my son and everything, um, there was an outreach in my apartment complex that I lived in at the time. And they came to my door. And it's, it was from the church that I um, attended from that point on. I had never attended any other church and I to this day have never attended any other church. Um, and they kind of just asked me if there was anything, you know, going on. And, you know, normally I wasn't like receptive to that kind of stuff. And I didn't really talk with them and everything. And I just kind of told them what was going on. And they broke out into prayer right there. Mm, amen. Uh, my son. Yeah. We were holding hands. Um, I remember the, the girl that kind of was like leading everything uh, was like a year clean from heroin, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and the next day they had us at the church with transportation. <laughs> like they had us picked up, brought to the church, um, sitting in the front row, introduced. And I still was in kind of a, you know, rough state emotionally. Um, you know, I was, I had a lot of anxiety and panic. Um, I struggle with agoraphobic tendencies, which means fear of leaving the house. Um, and when it gets really bad, I can go up to months with, you know, being afraid to leave the house. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being, you know, like I just, it was incredible that I had gone. Like since I had come home, I had been having help with my son um, when he needed to go places. And I had, I had had help. Um, but something, you know, I went and I was a little shaky the whole time and a little nervous. They made me stand up as a first time, mm -hmm. you know, um, visitor, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scary. And, I know. Um, I know. A lot of churches have gotten away from that just because people are so nervous and they don't want to um, pinpoint, you know, or point out anyone yeah. and, and make them feel uncomfortable. But yeah, I, I remember those, those. <laughs> feelings of no <laughs> you know what and I've noticed that I've never I haven't seen them do it since mm -hmm. to be honest because I've thought about that a couple times but um I made it through and um we just kept going you know and it became it, it came to a point where I was kind of still living ways of my mm -hmm. old life um and still going to church, you know, I, I just, I just didn't quite 
get it yet, but I knew Jesus had saved me. Like I felt that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and about a year and a half ago, my son went, my son and I went through getting evicted, mm -hmm. um, and for about six weeks, not having anywhere to stay and, um, not having any options. And it was July in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very mm -hmm. hot and everything like that. And all the shelters had like six month waiting lists and stuff wow. like that. Um, and we attended church about five times a week, but it wasn't, it wasn't just that, like on Tuesday mornings, we went to clean the church, mm. like me and him, both, you know, um, the bathrooms, like all that stuff. Um, and then we would do like prayer night and, um, stuff like that. And I still wasn't really, really, um, you know, like I, I didn't, I didn't understand the Bible. I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to read the Bible and stuff like that, but I didn't understand it. And I didn't understand how you, um, you know, like interpret the word for yourself from the Holy Spirit. I started learning that maybe within the last year or so, you know, um, and it really just, we were being told by, you know, certain friends from church and stuff like what, um, uh, verses to read and stuff like that during this eviction. And somehow we stayed like so calm throughout it. And we just, I, I just, my faith was so strong, even though I really didn't know where it was coming from. Although I know now, obviously it was coming mm -hmm. from God, <laughs> but, um, you know, and it went so smooth and my son and I just stayed happy and just lived our lives through those six weeks. And we in no way expected to find a place within the six weeks. And so that was when I really saw God move on faith, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one of the stories that I like to tell. Um, since then, I've been, you know, really learning and God has really been placing a lot of people in my life as well as removing a lot of them. And I see that now and you hear that and, you know, you hear it and it's just something that people say kind of, but I am really seeing it, you know, and I'm really um, now within, I, I want to say a, a year and a couple months, um, I've been meeting people that have been showing me the Bible and, and I'm learning how to understand and how to read it and having like really strong encounters. I remember before just thinking, you know, I want to have these encounters, you know, with Jesus. Like I want to, I want to have the encounter with God that everybody talks about. And I would try and I just, I didn't feel like I was getting it, you know? <laughs> and now I know for sure that I've had several encounters um, and they just keep getting more and more special and, and important. And, um, you know, God is so good. Um, well, and, and you know, amazing. what I have found, Jen, is have I had those times where I know without a doubt it was God's voice just speaking to me? Absolutely. But more likely the, for lack of a better word, encounters that I have with God are when I'm reading his word and he helps me understand how that verse applies to me right now today. 
um, because we can read the same verse over and over. And like you were saying how you wanted to understand the Bible and, you know, God gives us understanding as we need it and as we can handle it. Um, Because there's times where we're not ready. Um, And there's times where we need a certain um, vision, if you will, of what God is doing. And I don't mean a vision, vision, but just to be able to know that God's got us. And a lot of times God will give us the verse we need just as we need it. Sometimes he will give it to us before we need it. And that is the majority of what I would call encounters with God is where he is just opening up my mind in a way that I never would have thought possible. Um, Even this podcast where he's given me ideas for the podcast and verses to share and things like that, that is not for me. It is God. And so those are a types of encounter because I want to be sure that, that people listening to the podcast know an encounter with God can take so many forms. It's not a, a lightning strike or a burning bush like what we hear about in the Old Testament. It can be as simple as really understanding a verse that maybe you've struggled with before or understanding it in a new way. Definitely true. And, and that makes me think of, um, you know, like when I, that first day of going to church or even a couple years after when my son and I got baptized, which I, it wasn't long after that I started, um, you know, receiving Jesus into my heart. So I don't, it's not like I think that I got baptized too soon. I thought about it a little bit after, but I'm okay with it now because I do feel, you know, Jesus in my heart at this point. And that was only a couple and of you years know, ago. What, you know what, what but, God uh, gives us, and this is so um, life altering, people can't understand until they experience it. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the helper that Jesus himself talks about mm-hmm. in John, um, that he's going to send once he leaves. And that is, I do not know how the, the Old Testament um, patriarchs, if you will, for lack of a better word, got by without the gift of the Holy Spirit all the time. They were given the Holy Spirit for a time, but it could be removed. But praise God, we receive the Holy Spirit when we're saved by Jesus and saved by grace. Um, And he never leaves us. He's with us every day. And that, I think, is what you're feeling when you say you're feeling Jesus. It's that Holy Spirit that is just there all the time. And I remember too, you know, uh, back to the, uh, about the Bible, you know, and, you know, him giving us the different verses, you know, at different times and different understandings. I remember being so frustrated, like from the first time I went, you know, just thinking all of a sudden I'm supposed to read the Bible. And I just, I I wasn't interested in it. It was Mm -hmm. boring. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to admit that, you know, because I'm meeting all these wonderful people who are trying to, you know, who to me, you know, when you, when you just, when you just don't understand mm-hmm. that yet, mm-hmm. you know, it's like reading a foreign language and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. And you feel like you're insulting people, you know, like, you know, so I never told anyone that, but um, I had no interest 
in, in reading it, I would try and it couldn't keep my interest at all. And now it's, that's just what I want to do all the time. I, I get, um, you know, mm-hmm. that's when you have to take your time, you know, with God, like when I get, you know, just busy or overwhelmed and I just want to yeah. go read my Bible. I just want to take time. You know, there's a couple time, of things you know, that helped so, me with that, Jen. Thanks. And that was several years ago. I was kind of in the same place. I would read and I would get stuff out of it, but I didn't just, I didn't enjoy sitting down and reading the word. And I prayed, Father, mm-hmm. help me love the word of God more every day and help me love Jesus more every day. And I prayed it or did it all at once? No, it's very gradual, but I prayed it over and over and over again. And the other thing is the meditation, learning how to meditate on his word that I didn't. And I think I refer to this in, um, I'm trying to think, uh, one of the earlier podcasts, which, um, I'll probably talk about again, but uh, being able to meditate on the word, it brings the word alive. Yes, definitely. And I, again, just over a year ago, had someone explain mm-hmm. that to me was my first Bible instructor who yes. I actually introduced you to. Um, yes. And he's just been such a blessing in my life. It's, it's he called, unbelievable he called us when Doug was in the emergency room that night um, and prayed from Nigeria, he called and prayed over Doug. And that was um, such a gift. Yes. And his prayers are strong. Mm -hmm. I told you (laughs) he has kept me um, from a couple situations where I was 100% positive. We're going to go one way. And he said, no. And he kept you, your head about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He sure did, you know, and, um, and, and I, you know, it's just, it's, it's just amazing to see how God Mm -hmm. has put him in my path. And then since then God has put other people in my path and I know he's done that my whole life, but I'm really starting to see these people that are, um, Mm -hmm. these vessels, you know, they're just amazing. You know, when you first start and you know like when I was first brought to church like you just don't know like you think oh you're supposed you know it's the pastor and it's you know not that I don't love my pastor but you know pastor but you know what I mean it's it's there's so it just it gets it goes on and on and on and I just I love everything about it I love God and I'm so grateful and it's just you know the more time I spend with him, the more things that come about and the more fellowship Mm -hmm. that I do, like, you know, our Sunday school and things like that. Um, the more people that come into my life and, you know, I also notice how earlier, um, you know, I might've thought God was putting someone in my life Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be definitely the opposite. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, that it wasn't what I thought, you know, and so that, I know now, um, you know, to really just, you know, consult with mm-hmm. God and meditate with God, you know what yes. I mean? And, and figure out, you know, because sometimes that could be a big mistake to just automatically think like, oh, well, this is definitely, you know, God sent this person. It's not always right. Okay. And, you know, yeah. the thing is to always line up what they're saying against the word of God. If they are speaking something that does not line up with the word of God, they are not speaking truth. 
Now that doesn't make them a bad person. It means they are disillusioned. Uh, They just don't have the full truth. There are pastors who do that, who speak. Sometimes there are people who speak a portion of the truth. What they're saying is truth, but maybe they're not telling the whole truth. Um, You know, and and they take a part of the Bible that they like, and they're going to preach on that. But there's more to the Bible than one facet. You know, God is a God of love, but God is also a God of judgment. Um, And we can't take part of God and leave the other. And so we, like you say, we have to put... um, what people say and, and, and test that against God's word and make sure that they're speaking truth. What is the biggest, what do you think was, um, you mentioned, you know, that, uh, that you were seeking God and you didn't even really realize it. Um, what do you think caused that? I mean, why, uh, because you didn't grow up in church, you really hadn't been exposed um, was there something that kind of on the peripheral that that you heard about or? You know, I didn't even know it w- mm-hmm. that I was doing it. Like, like I said, when I was reading these things, um, I, I guess it was probably, you know, just, um, um, you know, it, it was some form mm-hmm. of surrender, you know, what I was doing in the past obviously wasn't working for me because even, you know, the things, like I said, I struggled bad with addiction. I have, you know, some mental health issues and stuff, which are being healed by mm-hmm. Jesus, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, there's so much stuff. I was, I've actually endured like uh, multiple, you know, relationships with domestic violence. I, my, my pregnancy was very abusive, which, you know, my mm-hmm. son is a miracle baby mm-hmm. by many means you know, and things like that. And um, I think that just, um, you know, it just was such a spiraling effect because of so much resentment, um, you know, and so much blame for, you know, towards mainly, I mean, to to be honest, mainly my mother, you know, uh, and I was, the black sheep mm-hmm. because of that you know what I mean um and I think it was just time for forgiveness I really I really finally understood there were so many times where I've where I'd heard you know like you have to forgive to be able to do it for mm-hmm. yourself you have to do it for yourself and I tried and tried and I could not get that concept I, I really couldn't I really could not get that concept I wanted to say I had it and I knew it was real I knew it was true because I've seen many other people heal that you couldn't way, grasp you know? it I, for yourself I, yeah and I didn't I was positive I was never going to be able to because you know when you see other people have peace mm-hmm. from God and you, you want know, it when you see that. that absolutely you want it but if you but I really you know I think I'm sure there's a lot of people and that's why you have to share the word. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people because I know myself, I really thought like, well, I must be that not everybody can get there. You know, mm-hmm. he, God, he must choose. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It must, he must not love us all. Or something you like are that, chosen. You, know? <laughs> you are chosen, but yeah. you know what? Everyone who, let me read revelation three twenty. behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. You're chosen if you answer. This is the end of part one of our visit with Jen. We had such a wonderful visit that we decided to put it in two episodes. So come back for episode number 18 to finish hearing our visit with Jen. My name is Lori, and I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ.